Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Looking, you are looking Looking live. live. Looking live at the Score North YouTube channel. What was the, when Brent Musburger... It is. It, there is a little town broke uh, in my and, and honestly, in my Brent because we were just talking wrestling. I thought you were doing like old Vince McMahon when he was doing announcing too. Oh man, I, I was really trying to decide. Like, is he doing McMahon? Is he doing Brokaw? Like, is he? Then it I, was kind of Musburger blended it's with a Musburger Brokaw line. Welcome everyone to WrestleMania. Oh my gosh! What was the when Brent Musburger? He was like talking about someone's girlfriend. Was it like AJ McCarron's girlfriend yep. or something? Oh yep. yeah. Oh, oh Brent, or who was he talking to? He was talking to uh, Kirk. Kirk Herbstreet was the other guy in the booth, and they the camera cuts to like AJ McCarron's girlfriend or something. And now there's a lovely lady, Kirk. Yep. Now look at look at her. Look at he just like yeah. He said, it. "Why do the quarterback or the quarterbacks <laughs> always get the lovely ones or something like that?" They would cut back to her and like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kirk. Here she is again. If I was a young whippersnapper, the things I would, I shouldn't didn't, say it. Didn't, um, speaking of that, this goes back way before then. Didn't Jen Sturger's career sort of start because of some, where, where she, she was well, shown in the stands? Yes. At Florida State. She was like or, a fr- one her of the career front didn't row start. Gal. She was recognized, to be fair. Well, I mean, that's kind of how her career started. Yeah. But yeah, but like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. and then her her career uh, was not heightened, but like put under a spotlight, I guess, when Brett Favre started inappropriately yeah. texting her things. But uh, which was really anyhow. unfair because she had nothing like she did nothing wrong and got completely dragged into that complete mess. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, stop taking pictures of yourself, guys. I never understand. Just keep that those one. to your own imagination. I don't understand that one. I don't either. But the Dex, do you disagree? No, I You're completely good? agree. I do not understand uh, that at all either. All this is a feedback Friday, by the way, on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, live on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel. Click the subscribe button and the like button if you could. We go live on the Purple Daily channel on Fridays around 10 o'clock Central Time, and then we go live on the Scorn Earth channel around 11 o'clock or so. And uh, we try to get to as many of your questions, comments, concerns, critiques, from the week, and you can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab. We also monitor, like, the YouTube comment section. A lot of Wolf stuff here. Drew V chimes in. 
And he just says uh, Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. How about uh, that Jeopardy gal? Naming her cat after Nas Reed. That was awesome. Yep. That's uh, that's pretty smart. Naming your cat Nas Reed like that. Okay, Jesse Norell says, have you ever seen a player's value fall as far or fast as Rudy Gobert's did last season? Most of the players (laughs) I can think of had career-altering injuries like Brandon Roy or off-court issues like a Gilbert Arenas. I wonder if anyone has made a list of 60 to zero players. Gobert went from near KD trade value to must attach picks negative trade value in one year. Such a Wolves thing to happen. If he had 75% of his value left, the current trade discussions would look a lot different. Yeah, like if you tried to trade him right now, what would have to happen for him to get to the Mavericks or something? Like you'd have to match salaries, but you're not getting first round picks back. No, no, you're not. I mean, I don't know. Would would you have to? So if you so let's say that he was your player and, and you you hadn't obtained him a year, year ago. Let's say he was in year five with the, the Wolves, and you just sort of get to a point where Tim Conley says, "Yeah, you know what? It's been fun." Uh, but sort of what the Jazz said. Unfortunately, they got a ton from the Wolves. I think you'd have to. I think you might have to kick some things in to trade him. Yeah, like it's who, um, who's going to want him, Phil? Like right well, now, but, if you but were here's the, the thing. Like, but here's the crazy thing. Even at his peak with the Jazz, he was always a little undervalued because the things he does don't show up in like points per game as often. You know, we talked about this a year ago on Flagrant Howls with Kyle, where we tried to invent like what's a statistical name for a player dribbling into the paint, seeing Rudy Gobert and his, you know. 15 foot wingspan and then like aborting mission and dribbling back out or altering a shot, right? Like it's not a block. It's not a rebound. That's what he was great at in Utah. And he still did a lot of that with the Timberwolves last year. And he was still, if you look at the analytics, for instance, like he was still, I think their top player in terms of win shares per 48 minutes because of the value he brings on the defensive end. He was not the player he was in Utah. Right. But it's, it's a combination of his performance dropping off. And then just in general, a player who brings sort of non-flashy traits to a basketball team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that you'd have to attach a pick, but it would certainly be like go bear for a couple other bad contracts and something else. It would not be like go bear for four first-round picks and some young players. PR, paint retreat. That's the statistic. There you go. Paint retreat. Who retreats like from the paint because of a guy who they don't, who they can't basically get past? Yeah. It's remarkable though how and I didn't I did not know this until I went to a few Wolves games as I attended as a fan last year. His hands are just absurd. Like they're absurdly bad. Not absurdly good, absurdly yeah, bad. It bad is hands. insane for a guy who has that big of a wingspan and that big of mitts to have just terrible terrible hands. Yeah, it's hard like you can't throw a pocket bounce pass to him in the lane oh. or he's going to like have it go off his wow. knee. You know, you almost you almost have to like Mike Conley has perfected the art of He'll throw a pass or a bounce pass, and it'll, like, bounce right into his kitchen so he can kind of, like, just, like, put his arms around it and then go up. But then he'll get mad at teammates for not throwing him lobs and stuff. Like, if you're Anthony Edwards or D'Lo voiced concerns about this behind the scenes, like, I mean, if I throw it to you, you're just going to fumble it out of bounds. Yeah, right. But that's how it was in Utah, too. So, So I'm just looking at his 
his regression. He's, so he's going to be 31 years old. I think the next question is, do you think he can get back to where he was when he was 28, 29 with Utah? So he went from 12 win shares in Utah down to eight. So he, he so win shares is like, how many wins are you contributing to your team? And uh, there was a four-win drop-off for him last year. Still a very good number, eight, but like not Utah number. His block rate was a career low, so usually his block percentage is around like 6 or 7%. It was mm-hmm. 4% last year. Mm-hmm. His points were down. His rebounds were down. Obviously, his overall blocks were a career low. And his field goal percentage, which sat at 71% his last year in Utah, was at 65%. So even like, and he's not shooting. He's just like, you know. He's at the rim the whole time. So, I don't know. Like, Do you have any faith that he can get back to where he was in Utah at this point? No. Okay. Because of his age. I, I don't. And, I look, if you could, if the salary cap was not an issue here and you could call up Utah Jazz tomorrow and say, we will send you Gobert straight up for Walker Kessler. The Jazz ain't making that trade now. No, because you already have, like, most of those skill sets for, Walker. yeah, like a – a tenth of the price or whatever. Exactly. So, and then Jesse actually asked a second question here that we should throw out here. I feel like when a team reaches a certain amount of talent, when one player goes down, those shots can just go to other players. This is why I think we can trade Carl Anthony Towns. I want other players to get more shots, especially Jaden McDaniels. If Towns can stop fouling on both ends of the floor, he'll be a different player. But can he be taught that at this point? The playing game against the Lakers, he stopped playing because he didn't want to foul, which he did say. He's like, yeah, I just kind of stopped because I had five fouls or four fouls. But that's also unacceptable. So, I don't know, like, that's the thing. that like, You wouldn't be trading Towns for nothing and then filling the void with other players. That's one thing that people don't think about. You can't just get rid of Towns. If you did get rid of Towns, you'd be getting assets back unless you wait too long and his right. value goes down. Right. Yes, he, he would be your hope. I think that Carl could still be traded for a, a not a Gobert package because those trades are rare, but I think he could be traded for a pretty nice package. I think somebody would see him as an asset for sure. I guess what I'm saying with Gobert is I'm not sure I would see – I'm not sure that most teams, if not all, wouldn't say, sorry, but he's just not really an asset that's worth – giving up a substantial amount for. I yeah. think you could sell this one with Cat still. I mean, Kyle, uh, I was texting with Kyle Tige from Flagrant House this morning. He's on a flight from Portland where he lives to Vegas for the Summer League. Three rows in front of him, the Portland GM, also on the way to Summer League. Texas source, you, right? So maybe we'll uh, airdrop some Cat source. highlights. No, that's Your not, source is not if, the GM? If, my, if, if the GM was my source, I would, I would, uh, I would have a lot better scoops, I think. Maybe you should work your current source should, to get in tight with the I should work my current source a little bit. I was going to text them on that little nugget. Maybe I will. I'll send him a note. Let's see. see what yeah, I'm maybe thrilled. he's on that. Was is he, he on that flight? And he, yeah, was, he, was he an aisle seat guy, you know, or was he? I'm sure also, is Kyle sitting first class? Yeah, is, that was my Kyle question. Like, uh, like, how are you, like, three rows behind? I'm also a little surprised for... the GM isn't flying private either. No. Ah, do GMs fly private? No. When, when you go to stuff like this, you fly private if the team does. So, like, if they charter uh, a plane, but, but like, when guys like O'Connell go to the Combine, they, they fly commercial. But if you're, like, if, like Tim Conley makes more money than, is it Joe? I can't remember the guy's name. Joe something from uh, Portland. Joe. Conley makes, like, $8 million a year. 
on a five-year ironclad contract, right? Couldn't he just charter his own private flights, They're making that much money? These guys, these guys are no. These because because you can charge the wolves to fly first class. So like okay. I. I don't think we appreciate how, for the most part, despite all of the money that these guys make, a lot of them are pretty frugal. I guess if you're sitting first class on the dime of the team that you work for, yes. that's fine. Exactly. But if it beca- if I just wonder, like, is the Portland GM sitting, like, either Kyle's in first class or the Portland GM is sitting in coach. But what if Kyle's in the, first two, but what if Kyle's in the first two rows of coach or Comfort executive? Plus executive economy and the gm is in like the last row of first class or that's he's lying maybe he's lying or he's lying could be lying altogether that kyle wow. that's all he's a liar Ooh, that's your partner addicted poet chimes in and says in my opinion we don't need damian lillard i can see him trying to steal anthony edwards thunder would you be worried if the wolves traded for damian lillard that he would steal anthony edwards thunder um no, I wouldn't be concerned about that, but I don't know if it would fit. I don't know how it would fit a timeline here. Like I'm trying to, fi- I don't understand yet, and it's not a problem. But what's the Wolves' timeline here of how guys match up? Right, like Ant's still a kid; he's fantastic. You know, Cat is sort of in the middle. Gobert is at the end, but the Timberwolves have a guy like Jaden McDaniels, who again is mm-hmm. is not old. So I kind of love it, actually. I don't yeah, but my but my point is like what's the next piece? Like are you going to go with a veteran like Dame? Are you trying to surround Ant with a younger set of guys eventually here? That's my but he, question. But he but he is surrounded right now by a younger set of guys, right? I mean, he's I mean, Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards are sure. going to be the those are the two guys that are going to kind of carry this thing the next 5 years. I kind of like that they've reserved two or three slots for Guys who are like thirty and are established NBA players, right? Go. I mean, we could obviously sit here and argue about whether they are the right players. Gobert, for instance, and Towns. But you've got most of your roster is twenty six and younger, and they've got these three slots for like Conley, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. And I think what we'd be talking about is, and it's probably not going to happen, swapping Cat for Lillard. So you'd be yeah. taking one of those three slots sure. and just swapping it out. So you're kind of like you're you're trying to win big now, but you also have this reserve of young talent for the next three to five years. So I kind of I don't think it I don't think you have to be all young, right? I don't know that that is the best thing either because you want guys that can. I want Mike Conley on this team because he sure. helps Anthony Edwards, and I think having Cat and Gobert, even though as weird as it is, like the the Wolves' floor is high enough to where they're going to be competing for playoff seating, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, it, it's not as much the age; it's the contracts. The Gobert contract just causes problems too, because, like you said, if you're going to get a Dame, you got to flip some somebody out, and it's not going to be Gobert because you can't. Like that's the problem is it's it's age. I think is a question mark probably in what I was saying, but the actual problem is the salaries. You know what's funny though? After one more year, the Gobert contract starts to turn into much less of an albatross because I think there's a player option on the fourth year, which he would probably exercise, quite frankly, but it becomes closer to an expiring thing. So if there's a team that's rebuilding, they might actually want a big expiring contract coming off their books within a year or two. So right now, yeah, it's like it's not ideal. Right. But it's not you're it's not I mean, Carl Anthony Towns 
he has one more year left of his original max contract, and then the super max kicks in. And so this it's like a five, six-year thing here. For Gobert, it's like two or three more years, and then it's kind of done. I think some of the buzz that I've just been kind of reading and seeing is that in the Wolves' casual conversations, or even just like people in the league who are plugged in, mm-hmm. a contract like Katz now with the new CBA, if you don't think he can really be like the leader of your team, you're much less likely to trade for that contract because it's going to prevent you from adding your number one or number two guy, right? So the previous CBA, you get away with it, him being like a two or a three, but right. with the new CBA and the like, the luxury tax apron being a thing. So, but but like, I wouldn't worry about Damian Lillard stealing Anthony Edwards' shine. I think those guys would be the best backcourt in the NBA. They complement each other, and they would be fantastic. So Yeah, and I, I think that the most important thing about that statement is I'm not a f- I'm not concerned about Ant's state of mind because I think it's going to be just fine. Like Cat, I have questions about. I think Ant welcomes it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Joe O says, my favorite part of the Doogie Scoop sessions is when one of you guys, usually Phil, rightfully craps all over Glenn Taylor and his look me in the eye stuff, and then Doogie has to try to bite his tongue and not say anything. Because Doogie has, like, Glenn on his pocket. I mean, Doogie has a pipeline to Glenn, and Glenn will float stuff here and there. Mm -hmm. And so, listen, we will handle the criticism of what I think is one of the worst owners in professional sports the last 20 years. And Doogie can keep his informational pipelines open. I think it works well that way. Yes, it's not Doogie's job to uh, pontificate as much as we do. He's our information man. Yes. And then we will crap on people. Doogie nailed a ton of stuff during that free agency period, too. So credit to him. Uh, Jeff says, I've seen Chris Finch at a few Twins games and talked to him at the most recent game I was at. He's very humble. He's excited about the team. His exact quote after asking him how we beat the Nuggets next year and get a ring on his finger, and he said, quote, We have all the talent we need to win a title. Guys just need to mature a little bit more. That's a theme. I don't have any reason not to believe Jeff. That, that we, Jeff's reporting here. I'll take this at face value. That That's a theme, right? Because we, we talked about this a couple of days ago, but on his appearance on Dan Barrero's show, Tim Connolly basically said the same thing, only stronger. So, yes, that is a definite theme. Look, when you have guys uh, punching guys in huddles, when, when you have players punching walls, when, when you have cat... And look, I think the maturity goes beyond the obvious stuff, too. When one of your star players thinks a win against the Hawks is a ending to a movie, that speaks to a need for maturation. Like, can you imagine Kobe or Jordan? You know, like, I beat the Hawks on an arbitrary Wednesday night after. It's a movie script. They would have. This is the type of thing. Not yet. But I hope in the next couple of years, as he nears his mid-20s, that's the type of statement I want Ant to take the guy aside and be like, we don't do that here. Yeah. Those aren't the movies we produce here. We don't. Yeah. We are, we are, are, um, producing blockbuster summertime hits guys. And beating the Hawks is an independent film. That's, um, it's very nice, but we don't really celebrate it. Yeah. yeah I, uh, 
so the first part of this quote, and again, this is uh, listener Jeff interviewing Chris Finch uh, a few beers in at a Twins game here. Big so Twins take fan. This, right. Finch, he loves but his Twins. We have all the talent we need to win a title. I think if J- if Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels become like fully realized versions of what their upside is, yep. I agree with this. Because now you're talking about having one of the best shutdown defensive players who can also go and drop 20 points. I think the fully realized version of Jay McDaniels is something close to like what Kawhi Leonard became a guy that he's going to be defending your best player, but he can also go and score. I don't know that he's ever going to be quite the scorer that Kawhi Leonard is, but if you look at like the first three years of their careers and you look at kind of how they profile in terms of size and whatnot, it's pretty interesting to look at the comparable there, but um, good on you. If, if any of you guys can interview half-drunk coaches and executives and send us the quotes, we will read them on the show. So you guys are our correspondents. That's the time to talk to them. Yes. Relaxed, having fun. All right, Tim Langfels has an issue to pick with Judd's Hockey Show here in a second, but before we do that, let's talk about not Chris Finch Home Solutions, but no. Cody Finch Home, home Solutions. Exactly. So Chris Finch draws up plays in basketball, and guess what? They're efficient, and they, they work. When you have an electrical issue at your home, guess who draws up the playbook that's going to come to your house if you are watching us right now in that van, because, yes, they are big purple fans. Cody and his team at Finch Home Solutions are going to draw up a winning and efficient play for your household electrical issues. I'm talking big or small. I'm talking about rewiring your entire house. I'm talking about fixing lights, which they did for me. Finch Home Solutions does a great job. They're going to come to your house as well, give you upfront pricing, and get the project on the road and done. It's as simple as that. Finch Home Solutions, the real pros when it comes to electrical issues. 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com. In fact, you can fill out a form with all of your needs. They will show up at, at your house and they will get it done. Finchhomesolutions.com. There are two Finches in this town that know exactly what they're doing and are very professional. And Cody Finch is definitely one of them. You know, when, uh, when Kyle and I had Chris Finch on Flagrant Howls a couple weeks ago, he said he loves to get out on the lake, loves to get out on Lake Minnetonka, enjoy a couple beverages. I would hope that whatever he's out on the lake on, maybe it's a Bennington pontoon, that he went to Power Lodge and or Miller Marine to get his boat or pontoon. Three locations, Power Lodge in Brainerd, Anemia, and Ramsey, Miller Marine, in St. Cloud, and you know, if you're, if you're uh, any of our winter coaches or executives or Vikings coaches, executives, some throttle therapy this time of year, a big deep breath and exhale, Judd, before business picks up in the fall. And it, it's not just uh, coaches and GMs in this town. It's also you, the fan, because you are under stress too. You're going to games, watching games, and guess what? That takes a lot out of you because you are a loyal sports fan in this town. It's not always simple, but Throttle Therapy of Bennington, it gets you to relax, it gets you to take a deep breath, and enjoy our beautiful summers while they last on that Bennington pontoon. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation.
All right, boys, let's keep the feedback train rolling here. This one's directed to Judd's Hockey Show. Tim Langfell says, I want to express my fear for you and Declan, Judd, that you guys are becoming too height-obsessed when it comes to hockey players. I've noticed during your past several Judd's Hockey Show podcasts that you emphasize the dire need for tall hockey players. Does height always mean they are good? I think the balance between height and skill is a fine line. Spurgeon is not tall. However, his skill trumps most tall players in the NHL. Does Spurgeon need to develop a grittier and nastier mindset when playing playoff hockey? Definitely. I'd be more concerned with the pedigree of the player and not be blinded by the inches. So what we're talking about is the playoffs, okay? Because Jared Spurgeon, the regular season, man, he goes to town. Man, he's good. But look at look at the Blues. I think it was 2019, and in particular, look at their blue line. Look at the Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions in 2023, and look at their blue line, and look at the size. Nobody under six feet, and it's not just the size of the person. It's also the fact that they are big, heavy players that can clear out the front of the net, that can go into corners. If you want to win, if you want to just feel good about the regular season, that's awesome. But I want to see playoff wins. And Declan, I do think, and we've talked about this, Jared Spurgeon is far from an ideal playoff player. And make no mistake, the regular season and the playoffs are very different. So, yes, I am obsessed, especially on the blue line. Yeah, I mean, the eras of the NFL, or NFL, the NHL change every once in a while. I mean, like when Johnny Goudreau of the Flames came in, guns a blazing out of college hockey, and he's a small guy. He's 5'8", five 5'9", five flying up and down, scoring 30 goals. Um, that works to a degree, but the game changes again. So you've seen now bigger and stronger and just more physical teams. And to be honest, the Wild have kind of always historically lacked that. Uh, I mean, yes, have they had the Derek Bougards of the world and they've had they had Ryan Reeves and some enforcers that can throw their weight around or throw throw the gloves down. Yes. But in general, they've always kind of been a pushover team pushover as in not just getting pushed out of the first round of the playoffs. Hey, oh, but being just pushed around on the ice a lot. And it's an issue like you've seen enough from Jared Spurgeon out of 45, 50 career playoff games. Like, I don't, it's not a hot take to suggest the guy can't play playoff hockey. There's enough evidence to suggest the former that is he cannot play playoff hockey. Yeah, he yeah. can't. He he can play it, but he is not your he is not the guy that you want to be your best defenseman come playoffs. And to be clear, Dex and I are not saying go out and beat people up. You know, you go out and we're talking about defensemen that can clear out the front of the net. Go back to that. The, the series that um, we all credited Jake Allen, who played well with beating the Wild in the first round a few years back, that was also because the Blues defensemen kicked the Wild's ass. And they didn't do it by taking penalties. They did it by literally clearing out the zone. And now you're shooting, and tr- you know, at that time, a guy like Quayle is shooting from the boards because, my God, he doesn't want to go in front. So, yes, I am height and weight obsessed with defensemen in the playoffs. Sorry. Okay, along these lines... So Schmitty chimes in, says the Wild keep having to sign locker room guys, quote unquote, because they picked the wrong captain. Another Billy screw up. So instead of picking a different captain, we waste two roster spots, number eight million dollars trying to find room guys. Wow. OK. I agree. I don't think Jared Spurgeon. I think Jared Spurgeon should wear a letter and I think that it should probably be an A. And I think, and you know, I'm not trying to drive him off this team because he is good. But it is interesting that Bill Guerin, who like was a captain himself and totally understands that mindset. And like Reeves and Maroon are great locker room guys. 
it is sort of weird that Jared Spurgeon is is their captain, especially after Koivu was. Now, Koivu, to me, was more of a dead-ass personality. Jared Spurgeon's not, but he's not also a take-control guy, and they'll say, oh, no, he is. I disagree with that. Um, it's an it's a very interesting question. I never have a problem, especially if it's like a fourth-line guy, with having locker room guys. Like, I'm not going to say Pat Maroon is taking up a space because he's probably not going to playing time-wise, but the Spurgeon thing I do, I find it curious. I do not, he would not be, if I was named GM tomorrow or let's say today, I would not name Jared Spurgeon my captain. I do agree with that part. Yeah, I, they need someone, I think, with just a little bit more of a pedigree that knows what they're doing. Uh, like, I like that Marcus Felino eventually climbed the ranks of, I mean, when they first traded for Felino, I think both Judd and I were like, what? This guy's fine, but what are they doing here? And then he kind of held people accountable off the ice. And then his game obviously picked up on the ice. And it just made a lot of sense that, oh, this guy deserves to kind of have more of a voice in the room. Um, and I just feel like the Wild Up kind of just always had either a quiet guy or just not the right person wearing that seat. It is kind of weird. So now that Dumba's gone, who are who are the three A's? Do we know already, there's or is two. that it, it's going to be? Well, who's um, going to be the? There's always act. three, right? No, there's uh, there's a captain and two two guys that that wear the, the A. Um, and I think I think Erickson Eck is going to get the Dumba one. So I think it's going to be the A's will be on Felino and Erickson Eck. Um, I would rather have, and I don't consider this to be absolutely ideal. I would have made. Felino captain before Spurgeon. And I guess Spurgeon, like Dean always talks about, well, Jared's going up and down the bench, you know, when when we're down by one, hey, guys, we're never down, we're going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. But I want a captain that scares me, Mm -hmm. like that when things are going wrong, that says this is BS. And I'm sorry, not not to hype shame here, but when you're a little guy like that, like (laughs) – I ain't going to be scared of you. I need somebody who scares me. So, so you need your Ryan captain. O'Reilly. There's a fear-based aspect to your yes. uh, captaincy decision. Okay, I just want to be clear. Brian O'Reilly, <laughs> like, I could see he's got the wild eyes. How about Jason Voorhees? Can we just can we just put him out there with his hockey he's mask on? He's a goaltender. Well, he should be he your captain, apparently. He can strike some fear when you're down 4-1 to one to the, the knife out. Blue Jackets score, or whatever. Score, 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 score. No, 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 no. <laughs> Morgan Haas chimes in, says, this is some, a couple of twins things here. I know the offense has picked up a little bit as of late, but would you bring back Nelson Cruz to help the clubhouse? He's like 43 years old now. He no. was just released. He's a DH. He, I think he's been play. he's been cooked for two years, too. He's Yeah. It's no. over. No. Like, in 2019, he brought a ton and deserves complete credit for that. And definitely, in retrospect, might have made Rocco's transition easier than we even thought. Yeah. And we and we knew that he brought a lot, but no, he's been cooked for two years. And this is the other problem, though. So, like, beyond Cruz, Byron Buxton is your DH. Like, you can't bring in somebody, no matter what you think of the bat, because they are they have made it very clear. Byron Buxton is not playing the outfield or the field period in 2023, I don't think. Yeah, he's cooked. I mean... He had he brought so much to the Twins from an off from a, a clubhouse standpoint, but I don't think there's any real room for him here. I, I I would be much more interested in finding something else there. I have an idea. Okay. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Hitting coach. Yep. Hitting, Hitting coach? coach. What if you would like? Okay, legit. This is such a dumb like at the bar question after four beers, but I'm going to ask it. 
if you replaced David Popkins with Nelson Cruz in that clubhouse and as the team's hitting coach from now until the end of the year, would the Twins be better? And then in November, called a press conference and said, Nelson Cruz is now the manager of this team. We are parting company with Rocco Baldelli. Wow, dude. What do you think about that? Very reckless. Very reckless. What do you think about that? I think we just fixed the twins for the long haul. Legitimately, right now, if I said to you, okay, you can replace David Hopkins for Nelson Cruz, and then at the end of the year, Nelson Cruz takes over as manager. Sorry, Rocco. You'll land on your feet somewhere. I think I'm in. I think I made an I, I have a ton of respect for, for Cruz. I, I have do too, man. And everyone in the clubhouse does too. So, yes. If you tomorrow, if you went to Cruz today and said, okay, dude, let's give you a taste of coaching. And to your point, though, you're going to replace Popkins tomorrow. And you're going to get a taste. And by the way, it ain't like Popkins. You know, like, they have put him in a broom closet, basically. So it's not like you're usurping this guy that's appreciated, right? Yeah. Like, he's basically been told, stay out of our treehouse. So once that, you know, so yes, I love this actually. It's reckless, but I love wow, it. Man, you're not going to get, let's see, this is what happens on this show. Just brilliant, brilliant ideas just come out of nowhere and to fix our Minnesota in, sports team. And then if Buck goes down, you activate him for a couple of weeks. He can be, he can be he hitting, coach, hitting coach and active player. He gets red hot. <laughs> Brian Mumford chimes in and says, which decade was the worst for Minnesota sports fans? I think it was the 90s, he says. Despite the Twins winning the 91 World Series and playoff runs by the Stars and the Vikings, here's a list of how we viewed it by the end of the decade. The Stars were were moved out of Minnesota, the North Stars. Uh, Kirby Puckett goes blind in one eye, leaves baseball. The Timberwolves were just atrocious, basically, until the late 90s. Uh, The Jim Wacker era of gopher football. You had the Twins almost being contracted. Gopher basketball academic scandal and the final four, though. I think the 90s were like the glory period in some ways, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, it it can't be the 90s, man. Not with a World Series championship, a final four run by the Gophers. The Wolves got good for the first time. The the, the North Stars made a Stanley Cup finals in the early 90s. I, I don't know if I can see the 90s. There's some, Declan can probably speak to like the early 2000s. That was good. That was good. Playoff appearances. All four of the men's, as my formal years between like age ten and twelve, all okay. four of the men's sports teams yeah. went to the went to their respective conference championship. How about the eight? All well, the eighties, the Twins won a World Series. Won a World Series. Stars went on some some runs and made the Stanley Cup Finals in eight eighty one. You know what it is? It's two thousand ten through two thousand twenty. Yeah, the, the the Twins were bad. No playoff were, wins for the Twins. The yeah, Wolves are the wild. worst franchise in sports. The Wild did nothing. They went the to the Vikings playoffs. popped times. up a little bit, but didn't. Yeah, it's probably the 10s. It's, it's 10 through 2010 through 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's not the 1950s. The Lakers winning championships. Yeah. No, you're or probably the 60s. right. Was it the 60s? 50s? No. 50s. For, late 40s into the 50s. And yeah. then, then they moved to Los Angeles, I think, around 62. Yeah. Or no, 61, right? Because I think I think the Lakers got out of Dodge just as the Twins and Vikings were starting. That's right. So, no, yes. you're probably right. Yeah. 2010. So, yeah, it's, it's not the 90s. But, I mean, there's some bad stuff that happened in the 90s. But, if you uh, won hey. a championship or, like, came or, like, like with the Twins, it's hard to say because the 80s might come close, but you won a World Series, so it can't be it. Yeah. And you got a new stadium in the 80s. The Metrodome. It was great. Very exciting oh, for a God. few years anyways. Don't, don't start. 
Uh, at least you get to watch baseball in a beautiful setting now. And there's tickets available for this weekend's homestand against the Orioles before the All-Star break. Twins.com slash tickets. Mm-hmm. Bobblehead night tonight, right? Little, little tonight? Child. Yeah. Yes. Carlos Correa. Yeah. And I got the stadium right here. You see? Go sit in this beautiful stadium. Judd's got a replica stadium there. Yeah. Um, we should get the condo building put on the edge of that, too, that's, <laughs> that's going up. I wish I could move there. <laughs> it would actually be kind of cool to just like go on your go on your patio, you know. I think they're gonna have a. I think that they're gonna have a central area like halfway up that's gonna be like a green area to just go watch games. Like like the movie Skyscraper. <laughs> Declan is yeah. No, I mean, oh my god, it's on fire! Uh, Twins.com slash tickets. Twins.com slash tickets. That's your feedback Friday here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, the Score North YouTube channel. Thanks for helping us grow all of this. And uh, if you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel and on the podcast feed, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, uh, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review, we can keep growing this thing. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys on Monday.